Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Greetings, Embers, and welcome to Back to Ashes. My name is Phoenix. I'd like to thank the reformed members of the channel. Luz Crispin, Tammy Slayton, CAG, Denise S., Through Scrutiny, Samantha Place, Stephanie McLaren, Corpse Lover, Norma DW, Chrissy Elias, Cindy Cleveland, and Patty's niece. If you would like to become a member of Back to Ashes or buy me a coffee as a special thank you, those links can be found down below. If you are new here and enjoy what you are hearing, or you've been here and haven't done so just yet, Please, don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment. Not only does it help the channel out, but it also reminds you of every time I upload a video. With that being said, it is time to go back to ashes. For once we arise from the ashes, we are a bigger, brighter, stronger, and a happier person in the morning. Sit back, relax, kick back, grab a snack, or tuck in to get warm, and prepare for this dose of vocal melatonin entitled True Creepy Encounters. Right after this intro and ad will play, I'll read the first story and ad will play. And after that, there will be no more ads within this video. At around noon yesterday, my ring camera at my back door picked up someone entering my gated back patio. They walked to the far corner of the paved area took a photo of my ring slash the area surrounding my back door and then left. My roommate left at around 1130 and saw lawn care at our building. We live in a three-story building townhome complex. There seemed to be some sort of lawn equipment left outside of the gate when the man entered. He may have been instructed by a supervisor to take a photo for some reason. I've contacted property management and am waiting to hear back from the maintenance on this and to see if it was okayed by a supervisor. Not sure why the man didn't observe any areas of the patio, only took a photo of half of it and then left. Wondering if anyone has encountered something like this, steps they took to resolve it and what the outcome was. I was going to post the photos, but am hesitant to post in case this was a situation.
nurses and assistants all got along well. I was a baby at only 19 years of age. We would take turns running up the highway about five miles to a 24-hour convenience store, grab snacks, drinks, etc. I would always often volunteer to go. My apartment was right behind the store, and I knew the clerks and I enjoyed the ride and being away for a minute, even if it was 3 a.m. This was the 90s, and for some reason, I felt safer than I do now as you most likely will not find me out after dark alone anyhow. While at the store, I noticed a man in a car looking at me. He absolutely gave me the creeps at first glance. That gut feeling of something is wrong. I go inside and pick out everything and return to the car. The guy is driving around the parking lot and pulls out before me, but as I got up to the highway a bit, straight shot from the nursing home to the store. He's pulled over to the side and gets behind me once I pass. I'm completely aware of him. I know he's following. I had no cell phone with me. I don't think I even had one at all then, to be honest. I get back to the nursing home, which has good lighting, and pull up to the front door. Guy has turned in behind me, and I'm freaking out. I just want to get inside. We kept the doors locked but a rug was in the front door for me. I run to the door, but I stop to look at what this guy is doing. I look just in time to see this pull under a light and jump out, pull his pants down, and exposed himself to me. I was so upset by that brief encounter, I went to the bathroom and cried. I couldn't tell anyone right away for some reason. Then I got to thinking about him being outside where the smokers go. So I told everyone, I don't think we even called the police. I really wish I would have. I hate to think of what that creep has done with his life and all this time gone by. This happened a few days ago. I deliver stuff for a living. I was dropping a package off at this secluded home in the middle of the woods. It's a few hours away and about half an hour through windy roads into the forest. I call them ahead of time and let them know I'm almost there. The customer's mom answers. She's very rude and yells at me over the phone, stating, I'll be waiting. We'll be waiting. I get it. Bye. Once I get there, I'm met by a tall man reeking of alcohol. I shake his hand. Now, sometimes my hands get sweaty for no reason, but my hands were very dry and normal. But once I shake his hand, he picks his hands up slowly and above his head, staring at them like how people do in movies when they're screaming at God asking, Why? or something like that. I then tried to talk about the package. My job also includes setting up the device in the package. So I start asking him questions about the setup process. He cuts me off to tell me he's bad with technology. And if I say anything, he's going to be very angry at me. His voice is very low and serious. So serious, it doesn't seem real. He's slurring his words. He sounds like a movie villain or something. He's speaking so insanely slow, too. 
After I get him to talk about the device, his mom pulls up. I ask her how she's doing and smile at her. She literally ignores me and looks at her son. He's giving her this creepy smile and puts up his left hand. He just moves his fingers up and down like he's waving but only with his fingers. She then sucks her teeth and drives away. Now, the guy has me move my car because he says a lot of accidents happen where I'm parked. He says it multiple times. He has me move my car to a very specific spot. At this point, I'm scared, but I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's just really weird, I thought. He then tries to get me to come in his house. He asks me multiple times if we can finish the setup inside. I don't say no, but I give him instructions on how to finish it by himself inside, implying I won't be going inside. I then tell him bye, shake his hand, and leave. Incident really threw me off. Nothing in particular felt especially threatening, but I feel 95% sure that those people got some weird shit going on I don't want to know about. For context, I'm a female, age 20. I've been working for a well-known chain of convenience stores situated mainly in the eastern states of the U.S. I won't say the name, but as a hint, our mascot is a goose. For a little over a year. Since the stores are so popular, we get a fair amount of traffic, and in working with the public, you get a few creeps. The first time I had an encounter was actually the day I was interviewed and hired. As I was coming out of the store and celebrating in my head because I got the job, first job ever, so it was huge for me, I spotted a man. He looked to be about mid-40s, heavyset, and I immediately got a creepy vibe from him. As I was waiting for my ride, he was staring and eventually spoke to me. He asked me, do you have a boyfriend? And I replied stupidly. Uh, um, no. He laughed at that and asked, <laughs> Well, do you want one? While smiling at me like I was a mill and he was starving. I was about to book it back into the store when my ride finally pulled up and I practically threw myself into the car and told them to floor it. My second encounter was when I was actually working and was actually kind of recent, maybe only a month or two ago. At this point, I've been working for over a year and have a pretty good handle on how to deal with customers. I've been hit on before, asked out, had guys persistently ask for my number, etc., etc., etc. So I'm no stranger to saying no thank you, but this guy took it to a whole new level. First thing that weirded me out was that he had apparently been at the store, standing outside by the trash cans since first shift, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m., and it was now second shift, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m., which is the shift I worked the most, and he was still there. He looked to be around 35 to 40-ish, and even I would have trouble standing in the same place for so long, 
at around half his age, so I didn't really know what to make of it, other than to assume he was probably homeless and waiting for someone to give him their change or buy him food, until I found out that he was actually giving out money, mainly $1 bills and assorted change. That struck me as kind of odd, but I figured maybe he was just trying to make people happy. Then he walked into the store. He bought a coffee and was chatting at me as I was ringing him up. Not unusual. Some customers will chat your ears off. Others will hardly say two words because they just want to get in and get out. I'm fine with that either way. Then he starts talking about how I'm so pretty, calling me beautiful, etc. I have pretty low self-esteem, so at first I kind of appreciated the compliment. But he was saying the same things for a good five minutes. And I'm not the only female working yet. He's only focused on me. He finally exits, but I can see him still lurking outside. I do my best to ignore him, but he eventually enters the store again. Someone buys him lunch and he hangs out around chatting at me again. Only this time it's insistently pestering me for my number and saying, Why not? I'm a nice guy. I'll treat you well. When I politely refuse multiple times. He also offered me a bottle of Coke rather randomly. I don't even take unopened drinks from friends, let alone a stranger. So I again refused, a bit more steel in my voice. At this point, I was a bit worried about what he might do when my shift ended. Was he going to try and follow me home? Thankfully, my manager, after me sending him numerous help-me looks, stepped in and kindly asked him to leave, saying we couldn't have someone loitering around the store. He finally left after that, and I haven't seen him since but it's seriously freaking me out. I'd like to think that he was just trying to be nice, but you just never know these days. My family and I have been hunting the same property in East Texas for over 10 years, and we've had some really creepy encounters with one of the locals. The property we hunt is timber company land. It is way off the beaten path down some dirt roads. No power, no running water, no sewer. There are very few people that live in the area, only a few scattered hunting camps and some locals. Our closest neighbors live in a trailer about a mile away. We've come to call the meth house. Now, I'm not sure if there really is any meth using going on there, but it would be hard to believe there isn't. This place has always been odd. There is a trailer sitting in the middle of a pine clearing. The brush is fairly overgrown around the trailer, almost as if the property is abandoned. There have always been broken down cars and other junk strewn throughout the front. Cow skulls and hip bones are attached to a pine tree in front of the house going up about 15 to 20 feet. It started out with maybe 10 and over the years has grown to about 20. For a long time, that was the oddest thing about the place. 
In 2017, things started to get weirder. The front yard collection began to grow. A rotted-out taxidermy of a wild hog was added to the skull tree. A doll head was fixed with horns and some kind of grown and mounted on a stick by the side of the dirt road, which we called the Devil Baby. Three tripods standing about 12 feet high each were erected around the trailer, made out of young pine tree trunks. One day we drove by and noticed that from these tripods hung the spinal column and rib cages of some animals, most likely deer. We originally thought that maybe they were using the tripods to hang and clean deer, but the same bones hung for over a year, and someone would usually want to dispose of the leftover carcass because the smell can get overwhelming very fast. So far, we had no encounters with the residents and weren't even sure what they looked like. The place was creepy, but they seemed to keep to themselves. Until later in that season, we had two separate creepy encounters. The first happened to my good friend. He had made a quick day trip with his wife up to the property to fill feeders and ride four-wheelers. To get to his spot, he had to get on the dirt road and drive right past the meth house. His spot is only a few hundred yards away from my house. While they were doing their thing, they began to hear some strange noises. As he listened closer, he could hear fast, high-pitched gibberish back and forth between two voices. He described it as lots of yips, yas, ees and the word Jesus mixed in. They decided to get on the four-wheeler and go investigate. They found two men squatted down, picture Gollum and Lord of the Rings, beside a large mud puddle in front of the house. They were splashing and bouncing around while furiously and loudly speaking this gibberish. Once they noticed the four-wheeler, they, in unison, stopped talking and stared like an animal that has been spooked. My buddy took off on the four-wheeler and didn't look back. The second semi-encounter happened to me and my brother. We were up there alone for the weekend and were relaxing by the fire on a pitch-black night after a long day's hunt. We began to hear something strange off in the distance. It was pipe organ music. It wasn't a recording of pipe organ music, but someone actually playing a pipe organ. There was missed notes and sporadic stops and starts. We laughed about how this seems like the setup in a horror movie and tried to ignore it. The music continued on and off for the next couple of hours. Then, all of a sudden, we hear crashing through the brush. This was a very thick brush patch. 10 feet high and 100 feet deep or so. It is between our camp and the direction of the house. This didn't sound like the usual spooked deer, armadillo rooting around, or hogs coming down a trail. It was a crash made by something large, and it was close. The rest of the night was quiet. No more organ music and no more noise in the woods. Likely, it was just a local little old lady practicing her organ for Sunday service the next morning. 
drifting over from another property. Likely it was some animal that got spooked crashing through the brush, but we sure were freaked out. We make a point not to be up there alone overnight, and we keep a close eye on the house. A few years back, my girlfriend at that time and I went on a week-long motorcycle trip during the summer, hotel hopping. We stopped in a major ski resort town, which is a complete ghost town during its off-season, for one of our stays because close by there were multiple hiking attractions, one of them being the major ski resort itself. During the summer, you can ride the lift to the top of the mountain, and from there, supposedly take a 20-minute hike that overlooks the entire valley. We never got there. We arrive at this practically abandoned-looking ski lodge, maybe had six cars in the parking lot, if that. No one to greet us as we walked in. We kind of aimlessly walk around the lodge and finally hear someone talking outside by the chairlift. I approach the guy and ask about this hike that was offered. He was a seemingly nice man, told us the directions once at the top. Walk straight back where you get off at. There's a trail that bends to the left. Follow that for 15 to 20 minutes. It's an easy walk and you'll see the whole valley at an overlook at the end. I gave him the $10 or whatever it cost to ride the lift. This is where it goes creepy. As we get to the top, the man manning the controls steps out and gives us a friendly wave. Kind of a young, hefty guy. He stops the lift, and I immediately notice he must have had several social anxiety or was very intimidated by me. I'm six foot two, 250 pounds, tattooed and sleeveless, wearing my leather riding vest. I'm used to people avoiding interaction with me. After stopping the chairlift, this guy turns back to me and just loses all color in his face, like he's looking at the devil himself, me at this point. He's so nervous he can hardly open the safety bar. So I'll pop it up and we hop off. I ask him about the trail and he manages to squeak out over there and points directly in front of us. And then he giggles. This man giggled like a kid sneaking candy in the back seat of a car. As weird as it was, I took it as nervous laughter out of curiosity for his instant change of personality. I drag my feet around the lift house and just take in the view while trying to talk to this guy. I ask him a few questions, just being friendly to show that I mean him no harm. But he never bites for conversation, just quick short answers. We go onto the trail, hike for almost an hour, never seeing anything but woods. We never made it to an overlook, but came to a clearing in a field Surrounded with more trees and no more trail. Total bad vibe. Almost jogged back the way we came. We step out of the woods and the same guy from earlier acts completely shocked. 
we came back, almost like we weren't supposed to be back. He asks us a bunch of questions about the trail, all while lightly giggling after each sentence. Then it seemed as if he was going to be in some sort of trouble and hurried us into the chairlift back down the mountain. I'm an avid hiker. This trail only had one entrance and one exit. We walked from end to end, and Giggle Monster seemed surprised to hear we came to a clearing like he's never known about it. The guys at the bottom of the mountain acted just as surprised. Maybe the body van was running late? I don't know what was going on. But that place had a wrong turn vibe written all over it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. This was a few years ago in my old house, around Halloween. One day, I was home alone in my home. I have a wife, three kids, and a dog. I'm in my basement cutting wood and working, when all of a sudden, I hear thumping on the ceiling above me, first level floor. It's rhythmic and almost perfectly in beat. I'm a handyman and do a lot of my own fixing and know the usual sounds houses make. This was not usual. I start to follow the thumping around the first floor. It's as if someone or something is walking around. I call out my wife's name. No answer. My kids. No answer. Just soft moaning. That is getting louder, by the way. With the thumps. My dog is with me in the basement and following the sound with me with his tail straight up, completely silent. This was weird because I have a loud, jumpy dog. I then slowly follow the thumping to the steps, and I hear a weak old woman's voice calling for, Jimmy? Not my name, but my name does start with a J. Over and over. Ignoring my hellos, 
she keeps walking around my first floor, calling out, moaning and thumping. I grab my dog by the collar and leave out of the basement door and walk around the outside of my house. Worth noting, I've had a lot of weird supernatural things happen in my life, especially around Halloween, but could feel this was different. Very different. I go up to the street and there is a younger couple calling out for someone. Let's say Nancy for the sake of it. I go up to them and say, Are you Jimmy? The young guy looks at me and simultaneous relief and confusion crossed his face. He tells me that's his dad's name, but he passed years ago. Turns out Nancy was his mom with some kind of mental issue. She snuck out of their house up the road. Her family lived in my house before we did. I didn't know that. And she was having some kind of episode. Went looking for her husband in her home. Oh, also, she has a wooden leg. Don't know the story, but that was the thumping. We got her home safely, and I also double-locked my doors from that point on. This happened pretty much an hour ago. I was pulling up to my house with my mom when she says, Who is at our house? Me, being confused, looks at our yard. Then... I see someone walking up to us. My mom said he was trying to open the door and get in. This is the encounter, from what I remember. M-A equals man. M, mom. M-A. Hey, I just lost my job at Redacted, and I was looking for somewhere to work. Could you help? M. Can't remember, but I'm pretty sure she said no because of what he's about to ask. M.A. Could you spare a couple of dollars? M. Wanting to get rid of him. Sure. If you come back to this side, I can give you a couple of bucks. M.A. Uh, thank you. Mom gives him some money. They start to talk about how he should take it as a blessing and to pass it to someone else. He says my mom is an angel. Then they start to talk about other things I can't remember right now. Then the man disappears. M. Starts to drive around to find the man to make sure he left as she understandably doesn't feel safe getting out. We start to drive around. She calls her boyfriend and my dad. Then there's a cop car on the side of the road. C equals cop. M. Hey, there was a middle-aged man on my doorstep with the screen door open. Then he walked up to my car and asked for work this late at night, which I found suspicious. He asked for money and I gave him some. C. Uh, ma'am, where do you live? M. Insert dress here. C. Okay, um, I'll follow you there for safety reasons. Mom. Thank you. We drive back home with the cop driving to our home as well. He inspects the front and backyard, but there's no one. We decide it's safe enough to go back in. My mom's boyfriend is now currently at our house and I'm still shaking. Oh, and I almost forgot. I just talked to my mom and she said he could have just been drunk and at the wrong house as it was St. Patrick's Day. 
And people like to get drunk on that day, even if they aren't Irish. But I highly doubt that, as I find it weird that as soon as he saw us pulling up, he came over to our car with a sob story. Take this information as you will, though. This took place a couple years ago in Hollywood, Florida. I was in middle school at the time. Myself, my sister, and my mom both were on our front porch, unlocking the door after coming home from school. We noticed something was off right away because our alarm didn't go off, and my mom always made it a point to set the alarm before we leave the house. Although that was weird and we all noticed and commented about it. It was very possible that we just forgot to set it. Because of that possibility, we just ignored it and moved on. As we entered the house and were beginning to set our backpacks and other stuff down, I heard a drawer close in my bedroom. I thought I was just hearing things. So I looked at my mom and was about to ask her if she heard something. My mom looked at me at the same time, and her look of horror was enough for me to realize that she heard the same thing. My sister didn't seem to notice because she had earphones in. That sound and the fact that the alarm was off was enough for my mom to decide to get us out of there. She loudly said, I want to show you guys something in the backyard, because she didn't want anyone in the house to know that she heard them, and that's why we were leaving the house. My sister looked confused, but I knew exactly why my mom said this. As we entered the backyard and shut the door behind us, we speed walked towards the alley behind our house. The only thing that separated us from it was a wooden fence. Once we reached the fence, we opened the gate and began to exit into the alley. I was the last to exit through the gate, and before I shut the gate, I looked at the house one last time. To my horror, I saw someone looking at me through our curtains. We called the police, and they found no one, and nothing was stolen. I never told anyone about what I saw. It was a Saturday or Friday night, and my dad worked nights. I was about 12, maybe 13. My parents are separated, so I was at my dad's place. I had done homework, and once it got really late, I got into pajamas. I checked my doors and on my younger sister. She was asleep, and I stayed up watching TV. I hear a knock on the front door. Before he passed away, I had a dog. He begins to bark and runs to the back. It's just a little past midnight. No one should be here. I decided to stay quiet. There are two windows I could have looked out of, but I decided not to. This was probably a good thing because there were knocks on the window too. Once this happened, I called my dad. Honestly, I should have called the police, but I was scared. I was near one of them, and I could hear footsteps and voices. I didn't hear a word they said because I was freaking out, and I moved away. 
I went to the back door to make sure it was locked, and it was. Once I turned away, however, there were knocks. My dog stands by it and barks more. My dad had told me to check on my sister, still asleep. I finally decided to take a peek outside and see a truck just sitting there. My dad told me I'll be okay, and soon after, he sent my grandfather over. He sat with me for a while and then got himself home. Now, in the morning, my sister told me she didn't hear a thing. To be fair, I did close her bedroom door. I'm also just glad the entire house was locked up. I would find out a couple of weeks later that the house next door was broken into. We literally had police come over and ask us if we heard anything, in which we hadn't. My dad would move later into a bigger house, and that was that. This story took place in early 2017. I had recently moved from a major city to a small town in the Midwest to get myself together and separate myself from bad habits I had developed. Previously, I had been living on the West Coast and worked for a couple who were pot farmers, just trimming their weed for one season with a few other trimmers. Nothing major stuck out to me other than the guy, mid-30s, was a major asshole and super protective of his weed. And his girlfriend was someone I wouldn't normally get along with, but she was all right. So I trimmed their weed that season and they paid me a portion up front. They, he basically, said the rest would come after he sold a few pounds or whatever, because that was just how the business went. They did end up paying me within a few weeks, so all was good with me. However, the man here kept texting me after I moved mid-country with random, Hey, how you doing? I never liked the guy. Got bad vibes from the get-go. But his wife or girlfriend was a friend of a close friend. So I sort of gave them the benefit of the doubt. Anyway... The wife or girlfriend started messaging me via text nearing spring after I had worked for them trimming weed that fall season, asking if I could be available to house it for them while they were on vacation out of the country. At this point, I was living in Colorado and the farm was in California. I did not have a permanent job set up yet and they were offering good money to house it, plus make some extra money trimming weed they had left over from the season. Stupidly, I drove my ass 17 hours with dollar signs in my eyes and all hell from there. I would like to write out something long and detailed and make this like a horror story, but the gist of it is that someone was there at their house the entire time I was house-sitting. I will try and set up the scenario for you the best I can. They have a full house with a gardener's quarters attached to their main house. There is one bedroom and a bathroom, an electric stove slash kettle slash kitchen area in the gardener's bedroom. There is also a doorway from this area into the main house, blocked by a bookshelf on my side. 
When they invited me to stay in Halsett, they were there for two to three days, and part of their stay included drilling the door shut on the opposite side so that I could not enter their house. That did not bother me, and I honestly understood why they may lock up their house, but things got really freaking weird afterwards. I had been there alone for a few days, just trimming weed, walking the dogs, filling the hummingbird feeders, watching the house like I was supposed to. Honestly, this house was out in BFE, so I don't even think anyone would have come there anyway. The girlfriend or wife would call from Morocco every so often to check up on me. I thought everything was fine until I started to hear water running from the kitchen inside of the house. The part of the house that I had no access to but was directly connected to. I immediately called the couple or texted them maybe and told them I could hear someone in their house. Their response was literally, it is none of your concern what you hear on the other side of that wall. You guys, this turned my stomach. I was in the middle of nowhere, locked by a gate on their property, hired to house set, and all of a sudden, it was not my concern if someone was inside their place. It freaked me out. I still had two more weeks to be at this place. And, without phone service, I was properly freaked the f*** out. Over the next few days, I would feel scared and calm in waves. At one point, I was sitting outside with the dogs, and they all ran up to the side of the house, wagging their tails like they were greeting someone, and I heard a very quiet, shh, and footsteps patter off. I continued to hear the TV and microwave and water running from the main part of the house. The language the girlfriend or wife was using with me via text was too personal in regard to what I was doing. I mean, sure, they could have had cameras installed, although I scorched the room for any devices. But the sounds and even the dogs reacting to what I heard was enough for me. Once I realized that I was house-sitting, but also being spied on in some weird way, I started to have fun with it. I don't know if I figured that I was going to die anyway, or that if maybe if I acted crazy enough, they wouldn't want me for whatever their purposes were. But one night, I was out on the small porch and steps having a very late cigarette. It had to be 11 or midnight-ish, and I could hear someone walking around the perimeter of the house. So I stood up, opened the door to the gardener's quarters, and closed the door, as if I had walked back inside. But I just opened the door and closed it to give that impression, keeping my position with the cigarette on the porch. Immediately, someone walked from the side of the house because they thought I was inside, noticed me and then ran into the woods. In my mind, I set up a tiny trap to see if I was delusional, and it proved that I wasn't. So I started doing crazy dumb stuff because I was alone. Nothing too wild. I just blasted Backstreet Boys, 
set up their garbage cans like a drum set and walked around topless. Honestly, I thought that if these people were crazy enough to watch me while I house it for them, I had to do something more ridiculous to push them away. Maybe that doesn't make sense, but I can't help to reference the Hey Arnold episode where a bully is after him and he says, Don't hit me. I'll hit me. I'm crazy. Anyway, the couple finally came back to their house from Morocco and acted like they didn't want to pay me. They did after some pulling and tugging, but f don't ever go house-sit and not really know the people you're house-sitting for in the Emerald Triangle. Or just don't even go there. It's really shady business. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what their intentions were with watching me house-sit for them, but I'm willing to bet it was absolutely zero good. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I live with my mom in a house we bought a year and a half ago, but only moved in six months ago because of all the renovations that needed to be done. Often, when it was the Reno stage, I would go over there at night to hang out, and almost every time I was there, I would hear these creepy, creaky noises. They freaked me out, especially since the renovations included adding a whole wing to the house, which made it very easy for unwanted guests to enter. However, I know that houses make sounds, so I try to forget about it. One late night during the Reno phase, I went over to the second house and punched in the garage code because I didn't have a key. You can hear the garage opening from pretty much anywhere in the house, if you're not making too much noise. As the garage began to open, I heard loud sounds like pots and pans being banged together, although we didn't have any in the house at that time. To be honest, I was terrified, just standing there trying to decide what I was hearing and what I should do about it. Ultimately, I decided to close the garage and go back home. I have not heard anything like this before or since. After this, I only went to the house if I had someone with me, and a couple months later, me and my mom moved in. Fast forward to present day. The creepy house noises that I heard in the Reno phase have diminished, but I still hear them almost exclusively at night. I regularly stay up until 3 or 4 a.m. They sound like someone accidentally knocked their elbow against the door. Nothing to be too concerned about, but I always sleep with my fan on because I sleep in late, and the white noise blocks out any potential sounds that could scare me and make it hard for me to sleep. Last night, I wanted to conserve energy, so I didn't turn it on. I was laying in my bed, lights off, 
when I heard what sounded like a basement door closing. It was 5 a.m., so definitely not my mom. I continued to hear what sounded like shuffling noises coming down the hall towards my room. My mom's bedroom is on the other side of the house, so she wouldn't hear this. I dialed 911 but didn't press call, trying to rationalize. After a few minutes of hearing nothing, I turned on my fan but kept my phone turned on the phone app. 911 still dialed. Eventually, I went to sleep. I have foster kittens that sleep in a dog crate near my mom's room. This morning, one of them was acting peculiar, very scared, hiding, hissing when I went near him. I've had him for a week and he only exhibited this behavior in the first day and he was fine when I put him into bed last night. His brother is a lot more laid back than him and I haven't noticed a change in his behavior but I'm not entirely sure I would since he's better with strangers. Tonight, I'm going to put tape on the attic and basement doors. I sincerely hope they're still there when I wake up tomorrow. Any suggestions? No. Here's a quick update. The next morning, I spent half the night in my room, beside the hallway, which contains the attic and basement door, listening with my knife beside me. At around 1 a.m., I heard what I thought was unmistakably someone moving around in the other room. I dialed 911, but didn't call, scooped up my kittens and knife, and knocked on my mom's bedroom door. This woke up my dog, who has bad sight, smell, and startles very easily, etc., which is why I don't rely on him, who started barking very loud. I told my mom I thought someone was in the house, she walked the dog around our house while I cleared all the rooms in the hallway except the basement and attic. Nothing. I got the stepladder and climbed up into the attic after my mom. Definitely empty of humans. Then we checked the basement. My basement is unfinished and funnel into a crawl space that leads to a door on our porch. We didn't check the crawl space. I put tape on the basement door, but I stayed up all night in the living room with the lights on and TV loud so the hypothetical person wouldn't think I was asleep and sneak around again. I have my brother and father coming over tomorrow, so I'm going to get them to help me check things out. My family and I were driving from Ohio to Wyoming one holiday season to visit family about 10 years ago. Due to storms farther north, we traveled straight west instead of northwest at first and split the trip at Omaha, staying the night before heading up through Nebraska into South Dakota. Once we were far enough north, we turned west onto I-90. At this point, it had been over an hour since we saw anywhere that might have had a public restroom, and we were on state route, so no rest areas. Those of you who've traveled with a young kid know that's close to their bladder and boredom the limit, and our daughter was begging to stop somewhere to pee. South Dakota was similarly deserted, or even worse, as we headed west, 
Finally, we reached a desperately needed rest stop as my, at the time, five-year-old and I both needed to pee by then. Just as we pulled in, the truck that had been following us for a while pulled in too. I didn't think too much of that at first until I started to open my door. My head was turned to the right where the truck was parked a couple spots over. My eyes met the driver's and I just shivered. He was a skinny white guy, straggly gray-brown beard and dark eyes. I could see that he was wearing a dingy and dirty blue plaid shirt. He got out of his 90s brown and cream truck and started rummaging in the bed. I told my husband I didn't want to go into the rest stop alone because the guy and the weird feeling I was getting from him. He thought I was being a little silly but agreed to come in with us. At that point, the next stop was Wall, South Dakota, about a hundred miles away, according to the huge billboards we'd passed advertising it. He figured he'd better empty his bladder even though he didn't particularly feel the need. I grabbed our daughter and we headed inside, followed by the guy who'd finished rummaging at his truck but wasn't carrying anything when I glanced back. My daughter and I did our business in the women's restroom and head back out to the lobby. As I expected, my husband was already out there since he didn't have a small human to chaperone. The old guy was also in the tiny lobby area. He was just standing there staring at my husband. My husband rushed us back to our car. As we were buckling in, he locked the doors. Then he told me that the guy hadn't even gone into the restroom and was just standing in the lobby the entire time. He agreed with me that we might have just had a close call, and he was glad it hadn't just been me and our daughter there. However, that's not the end of the story. Remember how I mentioned Wall and that it was 100 miles away? Well, that was 100 miles of pretty empty landscape but a decent number of turnoffs from the interstate. We didn't see the truck following us and thought the whole episode was behind us, except when we stopped in Wall to grab lunch and some road snacks, plus look around the homey but fun little tourist trap in the middle of nowhere. We saw the guy in the store, not even 20 feet from us. Same face, same beard, same dirty plaid shirt. Thankfully, we'd already eaten, so since he was staring at us again, we quickly paid for our snacks and trinkets and got the hell out of there. Thankfully, we didn't see him again, but I was seriously creeped out until we reached our relatives in Wyoming safely with no other sight of that truck. I am an army cadet in Canada, and about four times a year we do FTXs, field training exercises, which is basically we go camping, usually as a scout camp, and do military-related outdoor training. This is about my first FTX. It was during one of our navigation exercises where we go around in groups and follow coordinates to find a marker. Anyways. Another cadet and I were in a group, 
and we got totally off track. We decided to radio into our CO that we had gotten off track and were going to head back to the camp to restart. As we headed back, we noticed a guy in the forest looking at us. Obviously, we were kind of freaked out, so we, as the first-year immature cadets we were, decided our best to look soldier-ish. While in our FTUs, we figured we would scare him off. As we got back to camp, we noticed the other groups were back, too. We were informed that there was a guy crashed a stolen car by the camp that we were at. This guy matched the description of the guy we had seen before. We had to stay in this small barn there until they found him, and I don't know if you have ever eaten an MRE, but they have so much packaging. We had to eat in there, and I was on cleanup duty afterwards. The most disturbing part is that this guy was armed when they found him and was wanted on two murder convictions. And that, dear listeners, is going to bring a close to these true creepy encounters. If you are sleeping, I hope Slumberland is treating you comfortably. If you are awake, I hope you've enjoyed this selection. Until next time, please take care of yourselves. I'll be reading to you soon. Have yourself a good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening. Peace, love, and light to you all.